0: Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field.
1: And I'm Greg Smith.
0: You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today the episode is The Churning.
1: The Churning. That sounds like a horror movie, maybe.
0: It does. It does. Except uh, th- you're the author of this horror movie. Uh, you mm-hmm. talk, you use the word churn at least once every week. And so this comes from your
1: creative mind horror story thing. Yeah, you know what? I'm doing a lot of work around. uh, And actually, I was just in in a meeting last week, and they were talking about the newest research and accelerated dialogue around understanding how things show up in our body, the energy, the shifts, the emotions, and that type of thing. And churn is one of those big things that tends to show up inside of us and usually indicates something's going on. And it's, often it's crunchy stuff, but uh, it, there's learning to uh, to uh, occur when the churn arrives.
0: And you say it every week, so it, it's actually a pretty good thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So let's set the stage here. Greg and I have been friends for a long time and we had so many technical difficulties starting with we were both sitting in our own zoom accounts waiting for the other one to show up which i think is hilarious
1: yes it is uh, that's that's no one was there i was by myself and you were by yourself until you said what room are you in and,
0: and then we sorted that out and then we're, we're still having mic now we can hear each other so we're recording on uh the the pod track but you are not showing up On my computer so I have no idea what's going on so hopefully we have one copy of this that we can use Uh, I'm coming up fine on the computer uh, and I plugged you in so I'm not quite sure what's going on
1: yeah, and my mic was not working. My Yeti mic, uh, which I haven't used in a long time, because of, of course when we tape in the pot in the in uh, Chateau uh, Smith, uh, we uh, use your your mics, and uh, so I haven't used this mic a long time. So not sure what's what happening, but thank goodness for Apple uh, technology is pretty good.
0: Yeah, and it uh, <laughs> just goes to show you how we don't we're in person most of the time now, so we've kind of lost some of those skills in terms of doing it remote. We just haven't done it. I think we've done it twice in the last year or so. So, uh, we, maybe we should have had a test run before. So yeah, I, I'm hoping, uh, something, uh, uh, records here. Otherwise this might be our best episode. No one ever hears.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> and you're going away for a couple weeks. So th- this is it for us for probably a couple weeks, right? You're going to Italy.
1: Yes. I'm heading off with my good friends that, uh, I haven't seen in a while and we are doing, uh, Uh, rome and then walking uh towards assisi and uh, kind of following saint francis's path so looking forward to that Uh, a friend oh neil you know neil who was on our podcast he says hello Oh, good. i talked to neil neil today and neil told me he's a big saint francis fan he said uh when you return from assisi uh Definitely, you'll be sitting in the backyard and the birds will all come around and sit by you and talk to you and all that type of thing. I guess that's Francis. He was very connected to nature and creation. So uh, who knows what I'll experience upon my return.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So I I think we're recording on one device anyway, so I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but uh, maybe we should have done a test run. But uh, we're both kind of uh, hurting for time today because we have full-time jobs, Greg.
1: We do. We do.
0: All right, um, let's move on then. Uh, Greg and I have both been managers on and off through our careers or leaders uh, most of our careers. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and we're going to discuss how we've observed others successfully manage these situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And I know we're going to have a good discussion today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a good one. So the churning. You interact with your boss, and whether during feedback or evaluation or just in regular conversation, you experience all or part of the following. You get some feedback, and you feel the heat rising as your performance is critiqued. You're listening to your boss, and they are just wrong. It could be as simple as a factual thing. You're listening to an opinion that you just disagree with totally you're listening to your boss and you know from experience this folly of what they're saying. Perhaps it's from your, from past approaches or philosophy or just experience that you've had in the past. So Greg, how important is this subject and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment?
1: Yeah. Well, churn is something, as I said before, churn isn't a bad thing in itself, but when churn takes over, and when you start to swell up, you talked about that heat rising. You talked about, um, you know, the, I call it mind storms. When your your mind starts to get full of stuff, when you go down the, the tricky pathway of, of they don't know what they're talking about. When you lose, in turn, you lose curiosity and, and you usually uh, enhance judgmentalism. And so, you know, in a space where there is no or low curiosity, in a space where there is high or heightened judgment, um, you get a lot less listening, you get a lot less um, uh, uh, possibilities, uh, and definitely you get to get a lot less uh, engagement. So uh, um, both creating churn in others, if you're the boss, or allowing churn to take over you when you're in if you're the person receiving the information it results in disconnects and uh, um, it can spin out of control so churn is something that's not necessarily bad but when churn gets out of control it's like the white waters and in the rafting and you can lose complete control over the situation
0: I agree with you like the philosophy that you share at the end of most of our episodes I found really really helpful and 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 what I think I've learned throughout uh, the 135 136 episodes that we've had conversations you and I on this podcast is it really is about your attitude coming into it it's also how it's uh, being delivered by the other party as well. And it's that disconnect you talk about. it. If you don't have a good relationship and you have nothing to base something on and somebody's mm. giving you some feedback or whatever it is, your mind goes to that place, right? Because you have, you know, there's nothing to, re- to fall back on to say, oh, you know, I have a good relationship with this person. I trust them and and all those types of things. So like every other episode we have that we've talked about these types of things, relationship kind of comes into the center of it.
1: Yeah, and you know what? It's interesting because we're going to talk about the manager first. Sometimes the topic that you're bringing up will just naturally cause churn. If it's a performance issue or if it's a a challenging thing that's happening in the organization, it doesn't mean that as a leader, um, you know, you don't want to avoid churn. You don't want to, because sometimes that creates churn in itself by not saying what needs to be said. And we'll, we'll talk about some of that stuff. So it, it's just almost being aware of being aware of churn and then how to be a good manager within the space that there there may be some churn because churn can stir things up a bit to make things better but it's just when it gets out of control where you we really run the risk
0: i agree i agree so as a manager what can we do to assist in this situation the first one be sure what you're going to talk about or going forward with no guessing or shots in the dark. It's another one of those situations, Greg, where I think being prepared is a very important thing.
1: Yeah. Cause you know what a big contribution to, uh, unstable churn is one offs or not thought through stuff. You know, uh, how many times have you been in a meeting when, uh, uh, a person isn't prepared, they're distracted, and they'll either say something that they shouldn't say or use a tone that that might come across on the wrong way. So again, it's not being thoughtful, uh, entering into the space and, you know, hey, we're all busy and stuff happens. But more likely, we talk a lot about preparing for meetings that you're going into, preparing yourself, and then also thinking about who's in the meeting and where are they and just being prepared for that. So those are all so important things. So you're right. Don't don't throw the shots in the dark because if you haven't thought it through, there's a likelihood that it's not going to land as well as you think it's going to land.
0: I learned from uh, some very wise people that if you're going to have a difficult situation with somebody, maybe feedback, maybe it's an evaluation, maybe there's just something that happened that you want to address, that as part of that preparation not only about thinking about how you're going to say it but also if this goes really really well what's the next stage after that Mm. if this doesn't go as well if i see right away that somebody's got their backup that they you know they're denying it or they don't understand it planning what to say and do in that situation is really really important I have to tell you, Greg, there's been a number of occasions in the last years and years where I've had to have a very difficult situation and I have thought about, okay, if it goes well, this is great. But I've spent a lot more time on what happens if this goes off the rails? How am I going to deal with this? What are the important points to make? What is uh, a successful conversation as far as I'm concerned? And I find that by going that route and, and you know, I want this to be, I want us to be in a good place at the end of this, no, no matter what happens. And by kind of dwelling on that and thinking through that a bit, I'm not surprised if something does go uh, awry and I need to deal with it. It's that preparation, mm-hmm. I think, when you're dealing with something that's really sensitive, maybe something that's embarrassing, whatever it is, so important to plan for that conversation and to show confidence to the other person that you're here to talk about it and you understand where they are.
1: I agree. And if it's okay, I'd like to jump down to a point three because I think you nailed it right there. Point three is setting the stage or foreshadowing can be helpful. And I'm a big believer in beginning, beginning conversations with intention. The intention mm. of us sitting down is this. Then it sets the space for the dialogue. It's where there's no intention. You have to guess. And depending on my relationship, depending on past experiences, I'm going to make up all kinds of stories in my head. But if it's clear up front with your intention, don't make a guess. Just just clear up front with the intention. And that 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 will solve a lot of issues because, okay, I I now know why we're here and what we're trying to to have a discussion around. Even if there is churn, I have some framework to understand it within.
0: And something as simple as putting a subject in an invite or, mm-hmm. you know, I walk by you and we have a three o'clock. Yeah, Greg, I'm looking forward to our three o'clock uh, and maybe drop a hint or some kind of ind- indication about what's going to be spoken about. So that person kind of knows where this is going and puts some thoughts into it themselves. There's nothing worse, Greg, even for routine things. If I get an invite and there's no subject on it. What are we going to be talking about? It it creates anxiety where you don't need to create anxiety. I agree 100%. And does the thing even really need to be discussed? Some of the most ridiculous conversations I've had, Greg, are things that we really didn't need to talk about. It was just kind of like a make work project, somebody pretending to be the manager for the day or whatever it is. I have to tell you, I've had to discuss some really serious things, really good conversations, whether I was the subject or somebody else. The things that seem to irritate me the most and irritate other people are when you bring up some subject and it's like, it's a nothing subject. You should have just passed mm. on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've I mentioned Rumi's Gate a couple of times in our podcast. About 12, <laughs> 12 times. About so 12 times. You know, first the first gate is... Uh, Is it true? Whatever I want to bring forward, is it true? And then is it really true? But the second gate, as you know, is, is it necessary? And the second question I ask of that, is it necessary now? And that is so important because you're right. I might be heated about something. I might be annoyed about something and I need to bring it up. And, and, you know, again, it's that pause before you go into the meeting. Is this really necessary? Is it really necessary now? And often the answer is no. And boy, it saves a lot of time because you're right. The, you know, what happens if you bring stuff that really is not necessary, um, or it's a bad timing because the person may be working through something and they're not in the right mindset to to take it, What a waste and and it creates so much churn and negative churn and spin that will just put it out of control. When you just, if you just would have gone through that little filter, you probably would have said, nah, no, that's not really that important. It's just, I'm sturry about it, but it's not important to talk about. So
0: how many problems have been created by conversations around non-events?
1: Yeah, so many.
0: And how can you have the conversation is important approach and even location can be impactful on what you're doing. You know, be thoughtful, be considerate. Maybe it's a really personal thing and, and you need to go off the floor and go somewhere else. Put some thought into it because people will appreciate whatever thoughtfulness that you put into the staging of the conversation.
1: You know what? I, I had a great example of this uh, past week. I was helping to facilitate a coaching program at an organization. And one of the participants said, we're talking about Zoom and talking about remote um meetings and and he said what he started to do is actually as the meeting starts he said listen hang on a second I'm just turning off my phone and I'm I'm shutting down my uh my turning off my my email so that I don't get any emails and I'm and he picked up his thing and he moved I'm just moving away from my desk so that I can be totally focused on that and he and he said something really interesting he said you know I actually verbalized that because it sends the message that you're important, that I'm focused, and that the, and this is about you and me having a conversation. And he says, it takes one minute. He said, but uh, ever since I started doing that, he says, I feel the energy in the conversation get uh, go positively up and get more connected just by being intentional again uh, and setting the stage, like you say.
0: So it's doing something for you and it's doing something for them. You both appreciate Perfect. what's going on. And what I've seen people do, not often, but it depends on where they are. Like if it, you're, it's a home thing and you're talking on Zoom, or they take their computer off the, off the uh, desk and they might have a little couch in their little room there and mm-hmm. they sit down on the couch. Mm-hmm. Just changes the mood.
1: Changes the mood. I agree,
0: 100%. What is your relationship with the person? This can be a major factor. You may need to build relationships as you move forward. If you don't know the person very well, this conversation that you're having uh, and, you know, part of getting churny may be that you don't have a relationship with this person or a very mild one where you don't really know each other. So as you're having this conversation, it's one of the things you need to think about is while we're doing this, we're building a relationship at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. Again, it could be a little bit of that intention up front. If I was to say, hey, Alistair, we haven't worked together long. Um, but one of the things you, you others may have told about me and what's good to know about me is I'm a pretty straight shooter. And the reason I'm a straight shooter is because I believe in being clear and honest and and upfront. So I don't kind of... Uh, I, I don't go around. I, I'm pretty quick, so I just want you to say, that helps set up so a person knows how they're receiving it and what I'm to expect. And what to expect? To, yeah, I'm, I'm also open to your, your feedback. So, how do you, if you don't know, almost declare uh, kind of your approach and your style, and again, what you're trying to accomplish? It makes such a difference. And uh, you're right. We talked about know your people is the most important thing, uh, and then if you know your people. Um, just, just do a quick snapshot of what do I think is going on in that person's life right now. And whatever the level of knowledge you know about the person, but again, if you know that there's stress in the department, if you know that there's having a really busy day or something, um, that's important to actually acknowledge it up front and say, Alistair, uh, really appreciate, I know that you got three things closing today and there's a lot going on and I appreciate you taking the time. So even if you only know a little bit, acknowledge what, you know, that builds relationship.
0: And in that specific situation, I know you have a lot going on, so I'm going to get straight to what's going on. And then when you're cleared up doing uh, the things that we really appreciate you doing, if we need to have a conversation, a bigger, deeper conversation, I'm willing to have that, but I do appreciate the situation you're in today.
1: Perfect. I love that.
0: And you kind of uh, tapped in on the, the next one. Is your message and expectations clear or just a big mess? one of the things that gets people churning is somebody's yapping at them about something. It's like, was I supposed to be on that? Is that something I was supposed to be doing? And it makes it churning because you haven't been clear. So you're having a conversation mm-hmm. about somebody not completing something or doing their role in something, and you didn't even know that that was what your role was about. And it happens all the time. Managers are very busy people. They have sometimes huge teams just or a huge job and they think that everybody knows what the expectations are and not necessarily does everybody know what the expectations are it causes a lot of churn on teams
1: i agree i agree two of the models that i really love uh, that helped me with this is pop ensure your conversations pop and that's what's the purpose what's the outcome and what's the process that you need to do that's a really easy thing to remember. If you're, if it's really giving instructions and setting direction, if you're getting feedback, it's, we've talked about this before, it's the ISB um, IQ. So it's, what's your attention? What's the situation I want to talk about? What's the behaviors I saw? What's the impact of those behaviors? What questions or, or thoughts do you have about that? It's again, and these are You can search on the internet for any of these. Most of them have a little bit of a one-page frame that allows you to fill in what you want to say in each of those sections. It just helps you get your mind clearer. And then you've got something in front of you that allows you to be really clear. Because no matter what, especially when it's under stressful situations, we all tend to wander. And if you've got a little bit of a framework that helps you to be tighter, boy, that will help your conversations.
0: I agree. And quit changing the goalposts. Make up your mind what you want. If it is important to change goalposts, make sure the why and when are clear from the outset. No surprises. So if it's one of those situations where expectations may change, then we need to say up front that, hey, this is where we're going right now. We may be changing course. There may be some other factors that are going to affect what we're doing. But say that up front. People get really churny when all of a sudden they go like, when did this happen? Like, when mm-hmm. did this change? I wasn't aware of this. Was there a memo? Was there an email? What's the deal? Was there a meeting I missed? It's another one of those things that really makes people churn. Some situations, you have to be fluid. You just got a stick handle. That's just the way it is. But say that up front saying, listen, we have no idea how this is going to play out. So let's mm-hmm. keep talking, folks, and let's make sure we all know where each other is.
1: I agree. you know, these all connect. Because if you've done your thinking up front, if you've actually taken the time to prepare the likelihood of changing goal posts will be less because you've been thoughtful around what you're trying to communicate what you're trying to deliver you know that PLP you've done the pop that's pretty clear but then sometimes stuff does changes and again a change and then again it's just really being your upfront the intention setting the setting the stage like you said earlier on it's about you know Alistair we talked about this before and we agreed that this was the plan going forward there's some new news that's come to light that's going to impact kind of the journey that we're on. I want to talk to you about it and I want to collectively figure out the new path forward and what we change, what can stay the same. Okay. Boom. That's okay.
0: In everything we do, you're not selling a car. This is about clarity and about relationship because it isn't just one transaction. There's going to be multiple transactions. And so Mm -hmm. as a, a group of people, we have to have clarity and we have to have good relationships.
1: I agree 100%. It all links back to knowing your people, understanding the context of what you're having the conversation, all those things help strengthen relationship.
0: Follow-up and continued conversations are so important in these things. Otherwise, people get churning because they're out of the loop. They don't know what's going on. Uh, Did we do a good job? Did we not do a good job? Are we learning some lessons from what we did? Those continual, that follow up, those continued conversations are really, really important for cohesion and for people feeling that they have a place. Because when people don't think they have a place, they become very churning.
1: I agree one hundred percent. And and closing the loop, or at least keeping updated on what's changing, what's happening, are are beautiful and simple things. That you think I don't have the time to do that, but by not doing it, it'll create a lot more. Um, It's going to cause you grief. It's going to cause you grief. I like that closing
0: the loop analogy. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, as an employee, uh, what can we do to assist in the situation? Listen closely to what your boss is saying. So often, somebody might say a trigger word or bring up a subject that triggers it, and we go churning right away. And we're not listening to everything because there may be some context to this. There may be further information. But if we go off right away, We're probably going to miss a lot of the great information.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and the second one really, I think links pretty well with this because it's know when you are getting churning, know that you're getting churning, because again, as you're listening, churn is just a, a reaction, an emotion. It's a chemical shot through your body that says I'm reacting to whatever they're saying. So really, it's a gift. It's a thing to say, huh? Wow. That, why am I so excited about what uh, Alistair said? Why am I so annoyed at what Alistair What's behind that? And uh, I think um, uh, knowing it is the first thing. And I'll jump to the third one. Understand then, how do I react? So, because we all, uh, we've talked about this. It's, I think it's Viktor Frankl, this quote that says between Between stimulus and response, there's this beautiful thing called a pause, and it's something that all humans actually have the ability to do it if we choose to do it. question is, we choose often to ignore it or we miss it because the emotions take off, the churn blows up, and next thing we know... We're walking out of the boss's office saying, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, that that didn't go as well as I thought." So, uh, uh, just being aware of that, you know, we do a lot of work around this of just getting people to just acknowledge that, huh? And then finding a way to actually articulate it and say, hmm, you know, and you said it earlier in the last conversation. It might be, you know, Alster, I, I, there's something stern in me. That I would really like a little bit of time to think about this and come back. Can we can we meet this afternoon? Um, but how do you articulate, you know, what you're what you're experiencing? And you know, maybe it's like, uh, Alistair, I'm I'm beginning to be more aware, and I know when I'm feeling churning, emotional shifts within me, that it's something I need to consideration. So ask a question, whatever you can do, but uh, um, understand how you react, and then put some things into place.
0: And the next one actually is part of that conversation. Understand how you react, uh, with things like feedback or conversation, or there's a triggering word or situation, understanding how you yourself, uh, react to that situation. Like I'll be quite straightforward. Uh, my blood boils a little bit when I'm getting feedback in the first couple seconds. And then I, I calm down because, um, we'll go right into the next one. Quite often what we're being told is helpful and is being given in the right spirit. So one of the things that I know that, okay, right away, as soon as I start getting feedback, either good or bad, Greg, um, I don't like it. And then, you know, mm-hmm. a couple seconds in, I go, okay, this this is a good person. What they're telling me, it's for my own good. Uh, there's going to be some good information. And I, I calm down, but I know my initial reaction, and it probably comes from being a cop on the street where everybody's kind of taking a run at you, testing you and and trying to see what they can get away with. So I believe it's part of that kind of uh tool set, but quite often there's no nefarious reason for this happening. It's, it's somebody trying to bring something to your attention. That's going to be helpful. So going into that, knowing that that's probably the case is a very healthy thing.
1: Well, I think it also goes back to one of the points we had in the managers. What's your relationship with that person? So, you know, before I go into my meeting might be with my boss or a peer, or it might be someone else from another department, What's my relationship with that person? You know, because sometimes we hang on to old stories and garbage. And if we enter in with a mindset of I don't trust Alistair or every time I go into Alistair, he will say something that is negative or whatever, you know, whatever that story is in my mind. Guess what? The story will come true if you're going in with that mind versus if you say, listen, I know that, that Alistair and I think differently, but I also, what do I love about Alistair? What, what value can Alistair bring to that conversation? I know that he has 10 more years experience than me and he's got a really deeper insight on this side. So I, I can really learn from Alistair. If you enter in with that mindset, guess what? You're going to be more likely to be curious, even if churn does bubble up but versus let it run away with you if you're going in with the wrong attitude so what's the relationship and again i would think about what's going on in alistair's world if you know if if i'm having the conversation with you also
0: you, you touched on it there that appreciation of knowing that the other person comes with a different set of experience and knowledge and perhaps you can learn something from it and you appreciate them for what they are uh, i've worked in a couple of huge organizations and every once in a while uh, you know, you're talking to somebody going like this person, they're from like a different branch or different squad or whatever. Uh, okay, I, I, this could probably be interesting because they're going to have a very mm-hmm. different perspective on this. And hey, why not? Let's listen to what they have to say.
1: Yeah, it's amazing the power of your mindset, eh? Yeah. Of, of how you choose to enter into that conversation. Not every time. Doesn't mean that if you choose to be more positive that you're not going to get annoyed and churny if, if something that shows up. Uh, you're going to have a little bit more space and you're the the likelihood of having a better conversation versus entering with uh, i'm not going to like this uh uh, mindset oh it's much better
0: you're giving the person a much better runway Mm -hmm. and one of the things that i like to think about and that i share uh quite often in the past i i'm one of the guys that people would go to to talk about their manager and about how they can work better with their manager and in a bunch of different places I've worked, I've found myself in that position, giving counsel to other people's employees. Uh, it's a very police thing to do. It started in police mm-hmm. college. We would have a platoon sergeant, but we'd also have access to another sergeant who wasn't our platoon sergeant, wasn't responsible for discipline. What we could go to for advice and talking mm-hmm. to them about working within a paramilitary organization. And I really like this, but one of the things that they always shared, are you upset by the message, the way it is presented or both? Or are you just having a crappy day and anything anybody says to you is not going to go over well?
1: Yeah, you know, that's interesting because it's also of, uh, uh, so one thing that's bubbling up for me is that last part. Am I just having a bad day? So again, as I'm entering into conversation, not only am I thinking about what's happening in Alistair's world, how am I feeling? Because if you are really tired, and I've started to do this a lot more, if I'm tired or kind of a little bit cranky and that type of thing. And something happens and I just get churny. One, it is good to say, am I churny about what they're saying? Am I churny about how they're saying it? Or am I just churny? And if I'm just churny, sometimes it's good to say, you know what, again, uh, I'd love to think about it. You know, I got to tell you, my mind is not fully here. I just left a really crunchy meeting and my mind is still partially there. I want to give this as much time, uh, quality time as I can. So I'd love to think about it and reconnect with you tomorrow. Is that okay? You know, that's a beautiful way to do versus allowing yourself just to get caught up in the swell and then uh, respond in a way that you maybe don't want to respond.
0: Yeah, that was one of the other points is take time if required before responding. And Mm. I guess the whole point of this this one was – you know, you might be the party pooper before the party starts. It could absolutely mm. be you, uh, and yeah, and ask questions for clarity. Like, especially if it's something, it's a bigger thing. Maybe you need a little bit more insight into it, and you have to ask some questions. Because, Greg, sometimes when people talk, they're they're just not good at it. And we've all worked for those those people that like, what are you saying? And and it's just that they're not good at it. Isn't everybody's. Uh, skill set and uh, quite often people get into positions because of other skills and and dealing with people might be not something that they're really really good at so um sometimes you have to ask questions just to make sure you understand where it is and and by asking questions you're also drawing people out not just the information but you're also drawing the other person yeah. out so ask some questions
1: yeah i agree and it ties with the last one it also creates space for you to think and maybe even cool down so if i, if I say so Alistair, I think what I'm hearing you saying is this. Can you tell me a little bit more? Can you expand upon that a little bit more just so that I really get a handle on that? Or whatever that question is, what that does is it gives you a little bit more space, especially if the heat has risen, to calm down. Because to your point, you you might be off on a track that that doesn't mean, it's not a, it's not anything what they meant. It's just how I'm interpreting and the story I'm telling myself. And by asking a question of clarification, The other person might say, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm actually saying this. Oh, okay, that type of thing. It saves, again, so much time and it gives you space because sometimes it's just creating that space that I can respond or maybe more deeply understand it and or giving that person who might not be a great communicator, another avenue to bring forward what they're saying that might be a little clearer.
0: And something you and I have experienced in this podcast is you might be saying something And we actually agree, but I just, I'm just not familiar with the way that you're talking about it. So Mm -hmm. quite often by bringing uh, questions to the game, you realize, oh, we actually are on the same side. We believe the same Mm -hmm. thing. It's just that the way that we approach it, the way we we talk about it, the way we write about it is very, very different. But if I ask a bunch of questions and we have a conversation, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're two peas in a pod here. We're saying the same thing. We believe in the same thing. And you you don't get that if you just sit there and say nothing and don't ask any questions, you actually might have exactly the same attitude towards something.
1: I agree because most conversations are complex, and often what you find is there there's a seventy to eighty percent things that you're aligned on, and maybe twenty to thirty percent you're not. But maybe the twenty percent doesn't really matter that much. If it's really a tough issue, then you can have an honest conversation to dive deeper. But often we spend so much time on on the 20 percent issue when 80 percent were aligned and we don't even really talk about that 20 percent,
0: and just kind of round it out especially if you've taken the time and you've asked a bunch of questions and you begin to understand why you feel you know the churn in this thing you know by giving something a good thought after the cloud leaves what you're being told may actually be helpful and the other person may be absolutely right and it was good to have that conversation and right to have that conversation
1: agreed 100 percent. time gives a lot of healing and uh, there is most things don't need to be answered in this moment most things now there are urgent situations that you need to go make a decision quickly but most things um, are better if you just let them sit and kind of have a dialogue, but then then reel it back to have the conversation, but give it space. Most things, uh, clarity comes, you know, the clouds blow by, and to your point, then it's a little clearer.
0: Uh, wrap up, Greg?
1: Yeah, you know what? I would just say that um, churn in itself is not bad. Churn can be really good. Um But I think for both the manager and the uh, team member, the employee, um, it's really just about watching the weather um, and and uh, being prepared to enter into the space um, uh, and be thoughtful. So so really just it's almost being present and both in how you show up. And how you are in the conversation that allows churn to be positive churn, which which will really take you to a, a strengthening point, a growth point, um, versus the out of control negative churn, which just sends clouds and storms into the room, and you know can be devastating, almost like a a tornado coming into the meeting and blowing things apart. That's 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 bad negative churn. Uh, positive churn is is uh, is is that little bit of swirl that makes you think differently and brings you to new and positive heights.
0: That's cool. You're right. Churn isn't a bad thing. Maybe somebody does need to have a conversation with you. So so what do you do with that? There are times when you're going to have irritating conversations that really aren't necessary. But quite often, when somebody's sharing something with you, it is important that you hear it and you have a conversation about it. So. Uh, churn isn't a bad thing, knowing that you are feeling that way is important, but the conversation is probably necessary and you, there's, you know, something that you can learn from it. So, uh, it's nothing to be avoided. It's just something to be understood and to, to leverage that situation to understand what's going on and just have a great conversation.
1: Three hundred hundred percent.
0: So, uh, listen, folks, we hope that some of what we've spoken about, you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything that, uh, offended you or made you really upset. But I guess on a day like this, with this topic, we really do have to hear your philosophy, Greg, to not
1: say it would be odd. It would be odd, yes, this is this is the truth. So uh, you folks, you have listened to us before, we always end with this uh, insight that I really got from an earlier coach. And uh, she said that in our sessions together, Greg, there are gonna be times when we're gonna talk about something that's going to irritate, it's gonna create churn, It's going to maybe even get you a little peeved off. Um, And there's also going to be other times when you're going to feel joy. And the peeved off irritant is usually something that's an indicator that there's learning to occur here. And uh, so in both situations, you have a chance to grow, whether it's churn or whether it's joy. And so we do hope, especially this one with the topic of churn, that maybe you did have a little bur- bubbling up inside you, uh, but think about, about what can you learn in this situation and how can you l- use that going forward.
0: Well said, Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, a quick shout
1: out. Quick shout out.
0: I can't remember if I've said this place. I have no idea where in the United States it is. Floorsville. F-L-O-R-E-S-ville in the U.S. of A. I don't know where it is, but welcome to the party.
1: Welcome to the party. I don't know as well. I've never heard of that name before. We'll have to do some Google searching, but there's probably a number of them. So we never... One in every state.
0: What... One in every yeah, state. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. That's right. But welcome. We enjoy uh, folks. You know, it's c- kind of exciting to have folks from all over the place. Definitely. we got got so- lots of local folks, but also people from around the world listening and hopefully getting some insights and learnings um, that they can apply in their everyday world.
0: All right, uh, Greg is going away for a little bit, so I think we're gonna skip at least one week. We'll have to see, I'm not sure when you get back, but it'll probably be a couple weeks. Uh, So unless um, some uh, interview comes in that has to be dealt with, uh, we're gonna take a week off. I might might work on a technical one about how we do the the podcast while you're away, but uh, I'll see how I feel about that. But folks, uh, this gives you an opportunity to go up and down the catalog to catch up, which I see a lot of going on right now, Greg. Like we always get people uh, uh downloading whatever we've dropped, but we also see people hitting the catalog up and down, hitting different mm-hmm. subjects and things like that, which is highly encouraged and and uh, I find it very encouraging that people mm-hmm. are are going through the back catalog and picking various subjects that perhaps uh interest them
1: mm-hmm. that's awesome
0: all right, my friend, uh have a good trip, and uh, folks will uh, talk to you in a couple weeks. Take care and uh, take the time with the people you work with. They're an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time.
1: Take care.